Assalamu alaikum. Uh, my name is Karar Al Mamar, joining you from Vancouver, Canada. Thank you all for tuning in on this amazing uh, panel. I'm sure you all are just excited, uh, just as excited to be here. Uh, today we are discussing social media influence, uh, in particular its positive impact, the underlying dark side, and what our influence from social media uh, should be. Joining us today are two very special guests, um, Sheikh Nabil Awan and Sister Farwa Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum. Um, so I'd like to get started by introducing our panelists. Um, Sheikh Nabil Ahmed Awan was born and raised, raised in Peterborough, England. Uh, he started his journey into Islamic studies in 2004 uh, in the holy city of Qom. In 2009, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology and health studies from De Montfort University, Leicester. In 2016, he gained his master's in psychology from University of East London. He served as an elected city councillor for the British Labour Party from 2011 to 2016, an avid practitioner and instructor of Wing Chun Kung Fu. He's the founder of Operation 313, a camp aimed at teaching bushcraft and wilderness survival techniques. He has been speaking for over a decade in Masajid around the world. He recently returned to the Holy of City of Qom to further his studies. Farwa is a research nutritionist who works for the New York City Health Department. She's an active member of the community and uses her social media platform to enlighten others about Islam. In addition to educating the Muslim community about healthy eating habits, she's a CrossFit athlete who believes the body not only needs to strengthen itself physically, but must also strengthen spiritually through meditation. She also has a Muslim comedy podcast called Spill the Chai and has started the, uh, has started the Renewed Nefs Project on Instagram. Follow her at Farwa A. Sheikh. Um, so without further ado, uh, thank you for being with us, uh, Sheikh Nabil and uh, Sister Farwa. Um, social media has, without a doubt, revolutionized how we view the world, uh, how we communicate, and ultimately shape who we are as a society. Uh, Sheikh Nabil, what are some of the positive impacts would you say are? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, First of all, thank you very much for this uh, opportunity to come and uh, speak uh, on this panel to all the brothers and sisters that are watching around the world. Uh, social media is a global phenomena, something that has, you know, taken over our lives. Uh, and so it's, it's something that you know, we can't escape from. And there's a lot of positives that come uh, from uh, that social media. You know, we've seen in recent years political activism that's occurred on social media platforms. You know, it's social justice campaigns, the dissemination of Islamic knowledge. You know, it's a platform that enables the voiceless to have a voice. Um, and more than anything, it's brought us all uh, a lot closer together. It's made the world a lot smaller. And really that uh, global village uh, that was talked about for uh, decades has actually uh, happened as a result of social media. Thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, Farwa, what did you have to say? Yeah, um, salam alaikum and thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Um, and I agree with Sheikh Nabil. Uh, this is social media um, has definitely revolutionized our lives. It's changed everything that we do 
And like he said, uh, it's brought our voices to the table. And social media has really allowed Muslims freedom of identity without the influence of media outlets. And it's actually interesting because a lot of people are finding Muslims and Islam very fascinating because of things going viral. And um, it allows Muslims to really be themselves and uh, display authenticity, which you know we we're used to seeing on the news. It's not always true. Um, at the end of the day, it really serves as a resource and enables us to connect and be aware, um, be informed and collaborate in innovative ways. Now we can go live with someone else and inform someone about real issues that matter, such as the Uruguay Muslim genocide. You know, maybe the news wasn't depicting it, but now we have social media um, and that allows us as Muslims to voice our opinions without any bias. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I agree a lot. Um, just a note to our audience, if you do have a question in mind, please feel free to ask in the chat of the YouTube live stream uh, near the end of the discussion. We'll try to bring one of the questions to the panel. Uh, so moving on, with that said, can we identify some of the negative contributions of social media to our communities? Uh, Farwa, how do you think social media has negatively impacted our society? So this is a great question. It's a very loaded question. Um, and to be honest, uh, I don't think we're realizing the damaging effects of social media on our nafs, on our souls. Um, and hear me out, because I know it's social media nafs, like very different things. But for the first time ever, depression rates and suicide rates have skyrocketed, especially in the ages of 10 to 14 year olds. Uh, teenagers are now leaving school. Um, they're seeing therapists and they're having an identity crisis. Um, anyone born after 1984 is classified as a millennial and a Gen Z. So millennials and Gen Z um, are statistically growing up with the lowest self-esteem and self-confidence ever seen in any other generation before. So what does that have to do with the nafs? Um, we know that the animalistic side of the nafs um, of our soul uh, is, to, is the ego is to feed temptations and addictions. So when someone uses social media, it releases a chemical called dopamine in the brain and that makes you feel really, really good. And it's the same chemical released uh, when someone is an addict of a uh, drug addict or an alcoholic and they turn to the bottle. So now we have a generation that's addicted to illusions of filters and unrealistic um, outlook of life. And they think that if you have money, if you have a lot of likes, if you have followers, um, that makes you really important and that makes it seem like you're making an impact. And so instead of, you know, uh, being patient and like going the traditional way of um, feeling like, you know, they're gaining success, they just have to post a photo to get instant gratification. So now there's no concept of waiting or having sabr, and there's no concept of what it means to be on a life journey. And there's just this culture of instant gratification. So if I want something, I can go on my phone, order it off of Amazon, I'll get it tomorrow. Uh, if I'm not feeling good about myself, I can post a selfie and get likes. Um, if I want to go on a date, I can swipe right, right? Like it's instant gratification. It's just quick fixes to a deeper lying issue. And so when we don't get the good jobs or we don't take the time to study or work hard, um, we turn to our devices to receive that quick fix satisfaction. And what's happening is it's leaking into our spirituality. And in turn, a lot of youth um, and a lot of people, honestly, of all ages, 
And they think that Allah is not helping them, but Allah is against them. So they've lost their identity of self-love. And so they think um, things like material things like cars, makeup, designer bags, um, $5 lattes from Starbucks will bring them happiness uh, because all the influencers are doing it, right? Like these people will go to a nice restaurant, post a photo, um, maybe get like 2000 likes and some young girl like who's not working or making any money is sitting in her house thinking, I have to go to that same restaurant, take photos so that I get a lot of attention. And because of this, influencers are posting things that make them look happy um, but because they have a lot of followers, a lot of likes. But what people don't realize is that they actually aren't very happy. They just person they just use uh, those platforms to portray themselves as these perfect uh, people. And in reality, um, they're not really doing okay. So those are a lot of the negative things that social media brings. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of um, uh, negative sides that's coming from social media. Um, Sheikh Nabil, what, what do you think? Um, I echo a lot of what Sister Farwa has said. Um, and it's uh, you know very important that we look at the issues uh, that have been created. You know, you have psychological issues, um, aside from the ones that Sister Farwa has mentioned, but, you know, issues around body image uh, that people have uh, developed because of social media. There is this ideal. And it doesn't just apply uh, to females. I think a lot of the times when we're talking about social media, and the ills of social media, our sisters get a bad uh, rap for that. Whereas in reality, it applies across the board to both genders. You know, this issue of body image, this, uh, there are social issues, you know, things like bullying, you know, the online bullying, we become reclusive. Although it's brought us together uh, even more so, uh, but it's made us more reclusive. So it's a double-edged sword. On the spiritual level, you know, when you look at Instagram and you look at uh, Twitter and all of these different influencers and people that are living uh, these sort of lifestyles that Sister Farwa alluded to, it creates that hubbad dunya, that thing that is uh, constantly spoken about within narrations, within the Holy Quran, for us not to have this love of the world, this attachment to the world, um, side that, um, you know, I said that we, it gave us an opportunity to disseminate Islamic information around the world, and, you know, spread the message of Islam. But along with it came the dissemination of uh, misinformation Islamically. I mean, I look at some of these forums on Facebook, uh, these Shia forums on Facebook and on Twitter. And some of the things that people are talking about, people are giving opinions about, while not having the correct knowledge and at the same time misguiding so many people. They're not just damaging the Iman of those that are present in that group, but overall they're damaging the image of Tashayyo because they don't have the correct information. You know, there's so many different things that we could talk about. You know, people losing their identity as Muslims, although we're solidifying on one side for some people, but the vast majority, as a result of social media, we're losing this identity. We're following people on social media who are apparently Muslim, but then will, you know, one day come out and say, oh, well, I'm no longer 
I no longer pray uh, because I just, you know, believe it's, everything is in the heart. So it's destroying our religion uh, and our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So those are some of the uh, dark sides, uh, as I call it, of social media. Thank you, Sheikh Nabi. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's, it's tough to take in and really understand. Um, but yeah, it comes back down to uh, social media influence. It's, it's very it's very important to recognize. Um, so today we see this uh, rise in quote-unquote influencers, people who put themselves and their lifestyle online for the general public to see and follow. Um, Sheikh Nabil, who should be our influencer? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, and, you know, every day I open up uh, social media or a, a different platform or I get a message about something and there's a new influencer. Uh, there's a new life coach. You know, that's a massive thing, especially during uh, lockdown. Everyone wants to become a life coach. Um, and so when we look at the hadith and we look at the Holy Quran uh, to for guidance as to who is it that we should be listening to who is it that should be influencing us there's a beautiful narration and there's a lot more that we could uh, you know uh, look at uh, in regards to the narrations and the ayat of the quran but this one uh, narration sums it up beautifully uh, the hawariyun the disciples of Hazrat isa are sitting with him and they say to him Oh, Ruh Allah, oh, the Spirit of Allah, who should we sit with? See, when we're on social media, you know, that essentially these influencers are people in the days of old, people who we would sit around, you know, where we would sit and converse. And there are certain people who have those sort of magnetic personalities. So Hazrat Isa says, look, the person that you need to sit with first should be the person that when you look at them, it inspires you to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their appearance is what should inspire you to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second thing is that they, it, they increase the logic in your, they're not, you know, uh, feeding your desires, they're not feeding your emotions, but rather they're developing the logic within your knowledge. And then the third thing that he says is that, and their deeds inspire you to remember your akhirah. What they do, what they say, you know, it's not just on social media platforms, but it's within our masajid. You know, we, we have a culture of celebrity uh, speakers or ulama and things like that. I need to ask myself that who, am I, where am I getting my knowledge from? Um, and is this person inspiring me for my akhirah? Or am I becoming more attached while I'm watching these influences on social media? I'm watching these short clips, these different photos that they're having in restaurants and stuff. Is it actually reminding me of my akhirah? Or is it really making me more attached to this world? Well said. Um, well said, uh, Sheikh Nabil. Um, Farwa, do, do you think... Uh, who should be our influence? So, um, again, a great question. There is no right or wrong answer here, but, um, you know, like when you think of an influencer, an influencer is someone who could walk into a room and instantly raise the positivity and the vibration um, energy of that room. And 
we're so lucky because we know the best of influencers and we come from a line of legacy of influencers and it starts with Prophet Muhammad, you know, his lifestyle, the way he lived, um, he attracted people to him through his actions. And um, just to echo what Sheikh Nabil was saying, you know, like, who are you hanging out with? Who's inspiring you? And what is the intention behind that inspiration? Um, you know, when someone walks into a room or someone's presence should be so that, you know, they treat everyone equally and they're not treating someone differently because they have more followers or more likes on a photo. Um, they should, you know, exude humility and humbleness. And yes, you can enjoy social media and you can be an influencer, but remember what your intention is behind that. Are you just trying to get famous, but what's your message? You know, what's your purpose? You wanna emulate qualities of a legacy lever. Someone like Imam Ali, you know, he only had a few followers of his time and he's left a legacy that's here today with millions and millions of people who love him and you remember him like we are today. And what's happening is a lot of people are looking at these temporary viral influencers who literally come and go with the seasons. Last year, Instagram was really cool. Right now, it's TikTok. You know, life changes. You need to really follow somebody who is going to leave a legacy, not just like a quick influence of a dance on TikTok for 30 seconds. Um, you want someone that is timeless, has a purpose, inspires others to be the best versions of themselves, um, and not look at material things and $5 lattes um, as a cool thing to, you know, be an influencer with just a legacy lever. Thank you, uh, Farwa. So a follow-up question um, would be, I think a lot of people after seeing this, they'd say, hey, I'm just gonna go delete my Instagram, delete my TikTok. What do you think of that? Do you think that would be the right solution? Or is there a better middle, middle ground? Or what do you think that's a good decision of just deleting all social media? Not at all. I mean, here's the thing. Social media, like we mentioned earlier, it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing, but everything comes with balance. You know, there's not, it's not good to have too much of a good thing and too much of a bad thing. And um, people just need to have balance. Be realistic. Like, why are you following someone? You know, is it because they inspire you to live for the dunya or do they inspire you to really be a better person? You know, you want to ultimately wake up and live a purposeful life because Allah has sent all of us here with a purpose. And just like unique fingerprints, all of us have a different purpose. You know, there can't be like 50,000 um, model hijabi influencers in fashion. There's more to you. You have so much substance. People have so much power and they don't realize how great they can, can be because you're limiting yourself to the illusions of social media. And so I would say, don't delete uh, your social media platforms. I mean, I'm on social media all the time. It's about what message are you echoing that you want to be remembered for? Is it, you know, a quick fix viral thing? Or like I said before, is it something that's legacy worthy? Thank you. Uh, well said. Um, moving on to the next question. Uh, and this brings us off to our final question. Um, how do I become a positive influence? Um, Farwa, could you start off by answering this question? Sure. Um, so the most important thing, I believe, with becoming um, a positive influence is honestly starting with yourself. Um, I mentioned, I talked about earlier about your nafs. Not enough of us love ourselves. And I know that sounds so cliche, but 
we aren't loving ourselves enough to be satisfied with who we are and what we present to the world. Instead, we're using social media as a means to convince other people that we have the best life and that we're happy. You have to bring confidence to yourself. And like I mentioned, you don't realize how powerful you are. We are all creations of Allah. We are manifestations of him. And in the Quran, it even says he literally had breathed his ruh into us and we are a reflection of his 99 names. But we haven't activated those um, aspects of us because we're so distracted with social media. So we're really feeding our souls junk food and we're not feeding them soul food. And there's a beautiful quote by Imam Ali and I'm sure everyone has seen it because it's always on social media. But it says, you presume you are a small entity, but within you is enfolded an entire universe. And he goes on to say, therefore, you have no need to look beyond yourself. What you seek is within you, if only you reflect. We are letting ourselves get influenced in a way that we've forgotten our true essence of who we really are. And we keep chasing this influencer-like lifestyle, thinking that it's going to bring us happiness. And the truth is the only person that could bring you happiness is yourself. And when you bring your self-happiness, you're able to bring it to other people and influence them. So take your time to reflect. Reflect on you. Reflect on what makes you happy, not what makes other people happy on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. And you have to find what drives you and what what's, gives you that spark. And once you find that spark, fuel it. And honestly, you're going to realize that you have had this power to influence in a positive way for so long, but you just didn't activate it. Be authentic, be influential, because we have to remember that energy is currency. Your energy is a reflection of who you are on the inside, and it attracts people to you. So attract people to you in a positive manner by working on yourself first. Um, and I know this sounds like something really hard to renew your energy, but um, I'll touch on it later, but I created a 40-day um, challenge called Renewed Nuffs on Instagram, and it's really to help people kind of recalibrate themselves internally to be able to have them blossom and really live a purposeful life. Thank you, Farwa. Um, well said. Sheikh Nabil, um, how, do we how, how do I become a positive influence? What do you think? Um there's a, a number of things. Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam in uh, the Kalimat al-Kithar of Nahj al-Balagha has a beautiful saying. He says, uh, says, the worth of a human being, the worth of a man is known by his ambition. What is it that you seek to achieve with your life? You know, that is what defines your worth. If your worth is just simply going and eating and, you know, putting food on your table, Amir al-Mu'mineen, again, he addresses this. He says that if a person whose ambition is just to put food on their table, uh, and many people, you know, when we have this sense of false piety, we sort of say, look, I'm only working just as long as I get food on my table. That's all I care about, alhamdulillah. But he says, look, if, the work, if your ambition in life is that you just want to put food on the table, then the worth of that individual is the same as what comes out of his backside having consumed that. I mean, these are strong words from Amir al-Mu'mineen. So how do I influence people, first and foremost, positively, that is...
Конечно. from a pure affect the hearts so purify yourself work on yourself on your iman on your uh, on your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purifying those sins because the pure heart will influence hearts their narration safe and then you know naturally we want to be loved we want to be liked uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands this you know he is our creator it's not that everyone wants to be hated. No, it's a natural human uh, condition that they want to be loved. And so in Surah Maryam, verse number 96, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَيَجْعَلُوا لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَنُ وُدَّةِ It says, those who believe, those that have iman and do good actions, Allah will place their love in the hearts of the people. He will inspire their love. That's how we love people who we never knew. You know, aside from the imams, they were already selected. But those, for example, in Karbala, someone like John, who in that society had no real worth, but because he connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Abba Abdullah, today I want to name my children after him. Today I want to, I'm in love with him having never seen him. It's because of that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you. Yeah, um, just a follow-up. So you you said um, we have to work on ourselves. What would you? What are some suggestions you have? What What are some things that people can take home and say? You know what? I'm going to do this starting tomorrow. Do you have any suggestions? Um, yeah, so that purifier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, one of the biggest problems that we uh, come across when we're doing tazkiyat uh, nafs, the purification of the soul, is that we overburden ourselves. Our soul has spent so many years not doing uh, those things that we want it to do, essentially. Um, that is towards Ubudiyah, towards servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're not ready. What happens is we go through these little spiritual phases, spiritual sprints, where I start reciting Quran and I start reciting Dua and Ziyarat Ashura and this and that, Salat al-Layl. And I do it for about three days and then I'm like, ah, I can't do this. Yeah, so then slowly but surely one thing starts dropping and the next thing starts dropping because the soul's retracting. It's like, whoa, I didn't know. You know, I, I, I'm not used to this. It's the same way when you I give this example everywhere I go. When you go to the gym after a long time, many of us are gonna hit the gym again after lockdown, and you know, we'll try and return back to that former glory of lifting a hundred kg bench press or whatever it is uh, that we were before. And we might pull out one or two reps, but after that, the body's like, whoa. And then, then then, the next day, I've got the DOMS, you know, that onset of that muscle soreness, and I can't move. So how do I do it? I have to do it step by step. Same with spiritual development. Alongside your wajibat, 
choose one thing that you're going to add and one thing that you're going to remove. So I'm not going to do riba of anyone and I'm just going to add, uh, for example, a tasbih after every prayer. So I do that one thing for about two or three weeks and then I add to it. I recite five ayat of the Holy Quran for two weeks and then I'll add to it. So this is how I develop, set myself a spiritual regiment that I can follow that small bite-sized pieces. This doesn't apply to the wajibat. You know, you must fulfill your wajibat. But when it comes to the mustahabbat and really diving deep into one's own spiritual development, this is how we do it, incrementally. Thank you. Um, I think we, I'm sure we can all take that home and hopefully start applying it. Uh, coming up on the last minute for today, just uh, Farwa, do you have 30 seconds? Do you have any final words to say preferred social media where people should follow you on? Uh, yeah, well, I echo everything that Sheikh Nabil said. Um, and I created a program, actually launched it this morning, called Renewed Nafs 40. And it's a 40-day program that's going to challenge you, test you, to help you renew yourself, mind, body, and soul. So I encourage everyone to go check that out on Instagram. My handle is at Farwa A. Sheikh. And I'm really hoping that I can help people um, just find a way to change their lifestyle slowly, just like Sheikh Nabil said, like, don't go crazy. It's like an incremental way to add great things to your life to help change it for the better, for the better, inshallah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, and uh, Sheikh Nabil, do you have any final words to say preferred social media? Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's already at the bottom of the uh, uh, post uh, on, you know, you can follow me on Instagram uh, should you choose to do so. Um, and other than that, just remember, the aim is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's always Allah. You know, sometimes we get distracted by the world, the dunya, our day-to-day -day jobs, life, family, whatever. But at the end of it, everything is about Allah. If we can reorient our lives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll see that you'll become much happier within yourself and you'll be able to uh, bear any sort of tests and trials that come your way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for the both of you for joining us today. Uh, it's been an amazing panel. Um, thank you to our audience uh, for joining us as well. Uh, it's been great. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.